You're listening to Metal and High Heels, the official podcast from the magazine about metal, lifestyle, and entertainment. Hi, dear listeners. Greetings from my self-imposed lockdown in Germany. I'll talk a bit more about that later, but first, welcome to a new episode of the Metal and High Heels podcast, Quarantine Edition. <laughs> I'm Kiki, and today you will hear from all three of your co-hosts of the Metal and High Heels podcast separately. Since we have not really found the time to get together for our recording. We always get together virtually because we live in different parts of Germany, but the whole situation around the quarantine and everything um, has also had an effect on our calendars. And even though all three of us are privileged to be working from home, um, we still have to well, work from home <laughs> and um, find the time for the podcast. We've been releasing episodes with interviews we recorded earlier this year. And in between some of those episodes, we have released this kind of episode, a minisode. And just to uh, catch you up on what has been going on with us, on um, talking about the releases that have been coming out. And so this is not different, but in this episode we will be reviewing a few albums in more detail, or at least Pia and Steffi will be doing so. I'm here just to say hello and, <laughs> and just to catch you up on our situation. I hope you are all staying safe and healthy during these surreal times. Much strength to you all and patience, since it seems that we need to keep the social distancing from some more time. I also want to express a lot of gratitude, so much gratitude to all the people out there working in healthcare, in supermarkets and all the necessary services that keep the world functioning and thanks to whom I, for one, am able to stay at home and work from home. This episode has been released on Tuesday, April 14th. 2020 and that my friends marks the day marks a month since I've really been outside so here in Germany there is no strict lockdown like in other countries it is recommended that we stay at home as much as possible that as many people as possible work from home and avoid going out but people are still able to go for runs or walks maybe even in pairs Uh, from the same household, for example, and of course, um, in any other situation to keep your distance. But it's nothing that has been controlled or, or enforced by police or any other entity, for example. So that's why um, my husband has still been going to work and has been doing all the grocery shopping, which is the reason why I haven't had to go outside for a month, as I was telling you. In other parts of the world, um, the measures are way more strict. I just wanted to quickly tell you about my home country, Ecuador. There is a very strict lockdown over there. Uh, it is controlled by police and 
that makes sense for the healthcare situation in Ecuador. In Germany, the measures are not as, as, as strict because of many reasons, but also the healthcare system has not been overloaded yet. It has been coping quite all right with everything. So um, it's all calm around here. Don't worry about us. <laughs> We're doing well. And I do think we need solidarity altogether. And so in solidarity <laughs> with people around the world who have to stay at home and have no other choice, I have decided to stay at home as well. And the other reason, <laughs> uh, which is a little bit more uh, important for my self-imposed lockdown, is the fact that I myself am immunocompromised. I got my spleen removed when I was 18 because doctors found a tumor in it and it was fine and I am fine, but my immune system is not as strong as uh, people with spleens, you know? And I wanted to tell you that because it's been said that the purpose of social distancing and staying at home, hashtag stay the fuck at home, The purpose of all this is to protect the most vulnerable. And the most vulnerable are not only older people. It's also, and not only people who are ill right now, it's also people who are just coming out of cancer treatment, people uh, who are differently abled, And a lot of other people who might seem young and healthy, <laughs> but are actually immunocompromised in some way. So it is very important. Social distancing is very important. And even though it might seem harsh and has a negative effect on our lives and on our mental health as well, um, it is really important that we all do this as long as it takes, as long as we have to. And so I want to thank you all to have, who have been staying in and have been taking care of each other. And um, yeah, without further ado, I want to go over to the news because all of this has obviously impacted the whole world and the music industry in a very hard way. And not only economically, but Some musicians have also been already in contact either with the virus or with the disease itself. Uh, news, some news that recently broke around Rammstein, a German newspaper known for sensationalism, reported that Rammstein singer Till Lindemann had tested positive for COVID-19, the disease caused by the new coronavirus, and was in intensive care. However... The band has since then released a, released a statement saying that the news was fake and that the hospitalization of the singer wasn't uh, because of COVID-19, but due to something different, the test was actually negative. Another person that is dealing with the virus firsthand is Sirenia guitarist, Nils Kurbaro. Um I'm probably pronouncing his name wrong, but he is working as a nurse in the fight against the virus, as he posted in March, and advised to keep calm and listen to metal. 
Another country that's, that has been deeply impacted by this crisis is Spain. And from there, we get the news that Subaru Aznares, the singer from Diablos in Musica, wrote a song about oh, this whole situation. Our Silent Word is the song, is the name of the song that you can listen and watch a video of on YouTube. And the YouTube description says the song was written and recorded at home during and inspired by the confinement period in Spain due to COVID-19, due to the COVID-19 pandemic. I will post all of these links in the show notes, as you know, in including the link to Dark Sarah's crowdfunding campaign. We have had amazing results of Dark, of Dark Sarah's crowdfunding campaigns in the past. So you know that you are supporting a great artist that really delivers, which is why I want to encourage you to support Dark Sarah's crowdfunding campaign for a new album called Grim, which is a cinematic metal album that will start a new storyline with a horror fantasy theme, as she writes on the page for the crowdfunding campaign. That is um, all the news that I wanted to tell you about and now we can listen to Steffi talk to us about um, Mirko's latest album Volkssage. Hello there, I also want um, to review an album and it's Volkssage by Mirko. It was released at the 20th of March and includes twelve songs. The duration is around about 45 minutes. And you know Mirkur maybe already as a black metal artist. It's a one woman pro not, not project anymore, it's a band um, by the Danish composer and multi instrumentalist um, Amelie Brun, known as Mirkur. <laughs> and um, so, Fox Age isn't a black metal album anymore. And after all, it isn't black metal at all. It's a folk album. And um, I just thought about how to describe that album in a short way. And I think the four words, traditional, dreamy, relaxing and rooted would fit very good to that. I already said it's a folk album. I personally just waited for it and I'm so happy she did that because I absolutely love these folk and dream parts on her former albums M and Marerit. Uh, I don't know how to spell it to pronounce it. I think it's Norwegian. It's a Norwegian word for nightmare. And um, yeah, that's the black metal. But with that folky parts to create a very special atmosphere. And now she, it feels like she extracted all these parts um, to uh, do another album with them. And so it's not that completely different from the former work. It feels more like the other side of, of a coin. So yeah, after the dark nightmares, there's now a daydream about ancient nature. And um, yeah, she mixes uh, traditional songs with her own material on that album. 
One thing is, I think that Mirkur uses her special technique of calming. Um, another word where I'm not sure if I pronounce it in the right way. It's an ancient Nordic herd call and it was used in the past. I don't um, think that it's practiced anymore today. But yeah, in the past it was used to um, call the cattle or whatever the goats uh, back home to the stable, to this farm. And um, also as a form of communication because the high pitch sounds can be hit in very far distances. Um, also the instruments are of course traditional ones like nickel harpa, lyre and mandola. Um, and she also got, uh, well, not, not help, but um, the album is produced by Christopher Juhl and he's known for his band Heilung, Healing. They are um, also um, yeah, folk band from, I don't know, I think it's Danish, Danish German. It's a Danish German band. And um, yes, yeah, so uh, Mr. Juhl already have lots of experience by... Um, by recording, creating, producing that sound, uh, authentic sound. And um, I would say you can, yeah, you can hear the result on Volksage. And um, yeah, I found also a little fun fact about the album cover while looking up for for um, the album. And um The cover is an old picture by a Norwegian artist, Hans Dahl, and Amelie got that picture from her grandmother, and it's still in her own home there, hanging, and um, yeah, I, it was, I read that story and I thought, oh, that's cute, <laughs> that made it even more yeah, personal and authentic. I think I use authentic and traditional a little bit too often in that <laughs> recording. Uh, please forgive me. Okay, uh, the songs. There are 12 songs. I won't tell something to any song. Uh, so I just picked four songs. And um, yeah, the first song is called Ella. I think you can listen the heart beating of Mikro's little daughter in that song. And um, yeah, it's a very strong beginning of the album. It's uh, very catchy. You have easy yeah, access to, to the kind of music. Uh, Lise of Yggdrasil is the third song. And um, yeah, it's one of the English ones. There are lots of songs in whatever, maybe Norwegian, maybe Swedish <laughs> language. I, I don't know. But yeah, Lise of Yggdrasil is, um, is in English and um, it's, it's very catchy. It's one of the highlights, I would say, at the album. And there's also a music video. And I was very surprised by that mu uh, music video. And I think it's a perfect example that Mercury seems to want to do just everything different than than how to expect. Uh, the song is about two, two children or teenagers who fell in love and run away from home. It's uh, yeah, very feels like a medieval ballad. 
And uh, so in my head, it was just obvious that there, that that storytelling song would also get a storytelling video to um, to show these pictures. And um, no, just no. <laughs> Muko decides to make a very minimalistic music video about that, and it just her in front of a black. Um, black background and um, yeah with some purple and pink lightning and it's just like okay okay that's just different than expected why not yeah very minimalistic and modern um in yeah as as a difference to that traditional song my devil song okay um toy hellheim is number five on the album and that's based on a poem from the Icelandic Eddas and yeah relating a journey into the underworld of Hale, the um, Nordic goddess of death. One example for the um, traditional roots Mirko uses here and um, the last song is called Winter. It's um, an instrumental song and remind me a lot of soundtrack. I cannot tell you from what movie, uh, which movie, but um, yeah, it feels like it remembered me on just some some soundtrack, and it marks a very smooth and calm ending of that yeah musical journey. So on all, I can imagine, I could imagine that there isn't enough diversity maybe on the album if you aren't in folk music but i would still recommend recommend it uh, due to the atmosphere also the former albums were just that were the the strength the main point was the atmosphere and that's also with this one uh, besides of course of the um, outstanding high quality And yeah, that authentic way of producing and yeah, the the singing styles, the instrumentals that is just, yeah, feels, I would just say almost perfect. Very good. And yeah, so um, Fox Age is at the first sight, yeah, it is. It feels like the opposite of um, the former albums of the black metal, but uh, I just would call it just the outside of the coin. It's just like uh, Mirko extracted that folk music from the other albums and um, gave them gave them more space and did just at one whole album. And yeah, I personally just fell in love with that it's it's totally amazing it's so so dreaming relaxing and it nails it for me it definitely nails it i hope you enjoy all right thank you steffi yeah well Mirko's album was released in mar on march 20th and a week later in this moment released a new album called mother which I won't go into much detail, but if you haven't listened to it, do it. I really liked it. I have to 
pay more I would have to pay more attention to it to be able to talk about it but I am a fan of in this moment and I'm also a fan of the birthday massacre and the Canadian band released the album called Diamonds on March 27th which Bia had a lot to say about so here she is Hey everyone, Diamonds was released on March 27th this year, 2020, and it has nine songs. Um, it's the successor of Under Your Spell, which was released in 2017 with a crowdfunding campaign. I didn't find any information if Diamonds also had a crowdfunding campaign, but I guess they made enough money with the Under Your Spell crowdfunding campaign, um, so they had enough to produce Diamonds also with this money. Mm, the Birthday Massacre wanted to tour the US with the release of Diamonds. I think they wanted to start on March 28th. But thanks to thanks to coronavirus, um, this tour won't happen. Maybe they will postpone it. The first single of the album is called Last Goodbye. The album is a typical The Birthday Massacre album. And there is nothing else to say. But wait, of course, all the tracks are danceable. And I personally like songs like Red Star, Blue, No Tomorrow, so songs with the metal spirit. Unfortunately, Diamonds totally lacks of such a song. To my death metal ears, and nevertheless, I'm a big fan of the Birthday Massacre since many, many years. I think I saw them in 2006 at the Mera Luna Festival the first time. And I'm a big fan of the band since then. But the songs on Diamonds sound too similar to each other's. So the album most of the time just flows by until we reach Mirrors, which is the eighth song on the album. Um, and that song is a bit more brute, at least in the beginning. But then it's going back to soft tunes until the very cool riffs from the beginning start again. But in some, the whole album sounds like Play With Fire from the Hide and Seek album on repeat. So don't get me wrong, it's totally okay. And it is what most fans of the Birthday Massacre want to hear. But it's not my album. And to be honest, of all albums the band made, Diamonds for me personally is the worst. Sorry. So um, let's go on to Guardians from August Burns Red which was released on April the 3rd this year, 2020, and the album has 11 songs. The former album, The Phantom Anthem, was released in 2017, and there was an EP called The Phantom Sessions, which was released in 2019, with a really cool cover of the Legend of Zelda theme song. Guardians is definitely more my cup of tea, as always, the openers on August Burns Red albums are really strong. So is the narrative with blast beats, brutal screams, a squiggled breakdown and a cool basic riff. If you listen to this one with earphones, you'll also recognize that some sounds are only on the right and some only on the left ear. I love details like this. Their guitar player, JB Brubaker, is one of the, if not the, most skilled guitarists in the world. Believe me. Just listen to some of the riffs, e.g. in Bones. Um, but I guess every August Burns Red song is very spiritous for guitar players. What is different to the successor, the Phantom Anthem? There are more almost clean vocals now. 
I don't remember any clean vocals on the successor, to be honest. To me, it seems after listening to Guardians several times that the album is a bit more diverse with more different speeds, more group vocals, and as I already said, cleaner vocals. Um, but still with all the brutality a band like August Burns Red put on their albums ever since. Um, there are more calmer parts, for example in Ties That Bind, for the listener to take a breathe while headbanging and just celebrating this marvelous album. As you can already hear in my review, I love August Burns Red's new output. And I'd also say that I like it more than the successor, The Phantom Anthem, which I already liked a lot, but um, in retrospect there are too many songs that I don't listen to anymore so much. So it has really great songs like the opener, um, I just forgot the name of the song title, King of Sorrow, <laughs> yeah, King of Sorrow is really strong, also the frost or float, but there are also many songs that I only listen to when I listen to the whole album. Um, but let's go back to Guardians. Um, I love the band going straight forward in every song with riffs from heaven, even if I'm not religious. Um, strong instrumentations and vocals, but still with emotions and cool, intelligent lyrics. On Guardians, there is a loose theme of being there for another person who's reaching out for help, says the band. And if you read the lyrics, this comes quite clear. My favorite songs on the albums are The Narrative, Dismembered Memory and Empty Heaven. You can get beautiful brutality and slow tempo on the song Blood Letters with really, really nice riffs. But as I already said, August Burns Red always has really nice riffs. Um, and Defender is a good roundup of the whole album. So if you want to get an impression of the album, you can listen to Defender. And I think they also have a video clip out for Defender. Yes. You check out those video clips, those albums that Pia has been mentioning. Another album that came out on April 3rd was Ad Infinitum's Chapter One Monarchy. Ad Infinitum is Melissa Bonney's band. I know Melissa from her guest appearances with Serenity, and I know that she's a really great singer, so I want to listen to this album. I haven't yet. Um, but anyway, keep an eye on them. After that, Nightwish is coming. Nightwish's new album, Human Nature, leaked on March 31st. This has not been acknowledged by the band until today. And today is April 9th. And it will come out tomorrow. When you listen to this, it will have already come out on Friday, April 10th. And this is what Steffi's expectations sound like. Nightwish will release their ninth studio album at April the 10th this year. And it's called Human Nature. It's a double album and the one CD includes nine songs. It's yeah maybe the main CD, main album. And the other one, uh, or the other CD, it's just one long track with eight chapters. And yeah, this one very, very long song is called All the Work all the works of nature which adorn the world. 
I'm quite curious what Nightwish created with that album. It yeah, seems to be as epic as you can expect from this band. And we also got a little yeah, idea of of the material uh, with uh, three singles, which they already released. And one of them is called Noise. We already talked about that and especially the video in our former minisode. And um, yeah, check out the video. It's very high quality, very cinematic art. And um, yeah, <laughs> maybe you will get an idea of, of the music of the album. And there are also two smaller videos and, yeah, single, maybe not the single, but uh, there are also two smaller videos which were released and one of them is called Ad Astra. It feels more like an instrumental um, song. The British actress Geraldine James spoke, quote by Carl Sagan on that song. You already know Mr. Sagan from, uh, well, better his quotes, from Endless Forms Most Beautiful. It seems like the band is a whole fan of um, this, uh, how you call it, um, yeah, very popular scientist. He tried to get science to, yeah, just to all people to do it in a more entertainment way and wrote some books which are very, well, not easy to read, but it's um, not for scientists or something. It's not like a paper, but uh, you can read it as, um, yeah, without so many background information. Um, but yeah, back to the to the song at Astra. It's um, maybe not a charity video, but a partner video. So Nightwish is partner to um, to the international conversation organization called World Land Trust. I checked them out, not that deeply, in a short way, and um, they buy lands in different countries all over the world it's a global organization um to do it as conversational area conversation area to yeah to protect nature and ecosystems there and the third song they already released is called harvest i was very surprised by it as most as the other two songs are like they have that definitely that typical nightwish vibe harvest is very folky it's male voice male singing voice that was also surprising so i uh, where's floor <laughs> that's confusing but uh yeah um um personally i think it's a little bit too cheesy it wasn't my taste of music i prefer but yeah check it out and yeah all, all i i have just no idea especially with harvest what that album will be i'm very curious um i think or it seems to be as it will be as epic and also with the folky elements as endless forms most beautiful but maybe it will get a little bit too easy, empathetic, 
that's just my idea yet as a guest, but hope it it will be everything in a good way and that wish would have created another great and epic album. Well, those are very high hopes, which Steffi has. We know from previous podcast episodes that Pia is not as optimistic about Nightwish's music anymore. And I honestly don't know either. Um, I have read from the people who listened to the leaked album, I have read uh, both uh, positive and negative opinions about it. And I uh, didn't. <laughs> I didn't listen to the to the leaked album yet. Uh, we also didn't get it to review, um, but it's already coming out tomorrow. So I will listen to it then. And I think I will probably like it and I will probably sing some of the tunes just like it happened with uh, their previous album, Endless Forms Mo Most Beautiful. But I don't think I'm going to be super hyped and love it. I would. I would love to be proved wrong, though, so uh, we will see. Another uh, album that is just coming out on April 10th, or just came out, or will come out tomorrow, <laughs> is Her Chariot Awaits, the debut album by the new band from ex-Serenia singer Eileen. The band is called Her Chariot Awaits, and I'm really looking forward to see in which direction she goes. Uh, first single already dropped and I must admit I didn't listen to it. So I am looking forward to listening to that and be surprised. Apart from those, there are upcoming releases. Um, so I'm very much looking forward to, to new music in this quarantine. Everything, all I need is new music. New music so that I can keep a nice soundtrack while I'm uh, playing. By the way, I'm playing a new game online, uh, Destiny 2. It's not new, but it's new to me. And I love it. I was obsessed with it for two weeks. I was almost addicted. And now that is going away. Um, but I still en am enjoying the game very, very much. So... On April 24th, Trivium is releasing their new album, What the Dead Men Say. And I am so looking forward to that. Their previous album, The Sin in the Sentence, was so good, so great, so amazing. And I love it so much that I really look forward to them being getting even better. And I really hope they do. A band that I know that keeps getting better and better. My favorite band, Epica, might be delaying their album, which is now released, which is now scheduled for a September release, September of this year. And this is so heartbreaking for me, of course. <laughs> and it's not for sure yet anymore. But Mark Janssen did say in an interview with Face Culture, which I will link in the show notes, that the whole coronavirus lockdown might, might delay the release of the album. So fingers crossed that it doesn't. But if it does, of course, we will all um, 
be understanding because, well, health goes first, you know, and we have to, and we have to stay healthy and take care of each other. So yeah, we will see what the future brings. Another band that are working on an upcoming album is Amaranthe and they just managed to travel into Denmark before the borders got closed and then and since then I guess they have been under lockdown in the studio um, so we will have to keep an eye on that as well and see what happens and that was it for today um, as always subscribe to the Metal and High Heels podcast the next episode will be another interview an interview we with a newcomer band called Dreams in Fragments. Steffi and Pia did that interview and I am looking forward to listening to that. It'll be coming out by the end of the month, uh, in two weeks from now. And after that, we don't have anything planned yet. Um, probably you will hear from all three of us again or hear another interview. If you have a band... Um, or contacts to bands who would be open to talking to us now that we're all at home we do record everything online so all of that is possible message us uh, with um, recommendations or contacts or if you want to be on our podcast just send us an email or a message you know where to find us we're on social media and you can find all of that on metal-and-highheels.com slash podcast if you want to get to the latest podcast and to the show notes for this episode. So thank you very much for listening. Stay healthy, stay strong, and talk to you soon. Bye.